What is up, guys? PC what Chefs it? here. Good morning, good oh. afternoon, or good night, whenever you're listening to us. Dude, I like that. How the fuck are you all doing? Hell yeah, Chris, man. What's How's your day, man? Paul, absolutely wonderful. Dude, hell yeah. We are, um, we are the PC Chefs. We are excited to um, start this venture, talking about um, <clears throat> food, talking about the food industry, and then just talking about how food integrates with life, um, whether it's how you travel, how you live at your own home. Um, for some of us, it's our profession, but for all of us, it's a necessity. So we're here to kind of connect with that. We're here to um, share stories. We're here to um, just create a community that uh, we feel like is missing out there with uh, the food industry, um, food-related matters, but also just uh, a place for people to kind of listen, hang, give feedback, be part of uh, something cool and unique. Hell yeah. Absolutely, man. That's those. That's I mean, that's that's our point. We want to. At the end of the day, we're gonna have fun. We're Hell gonna talk yeah. about all kinds of stuff. You know, it's we're gonna we'll try to keep it. We'll try to keep a focus, but you know, we're gonna hear stories. You know, we want you guys to send stories into <laughs> us. We're gonna have we're gonna have our own ridiculousness that we're gonna have to share of with course. you guys, our own experiences, and you know, I think a a a great question. It's like we're always asked. It's like, why did we get into the food industry? Well, like eight on. That's a We're funny still question. Ask it every day, every day, every day. I mean, it's it's either, uh, what do you love to cook, or and you know, or it's like, so why'd you become a chef? You know, and I think that's, I, dude. Everyone's got their own reasons, but I think ultimately it started like enjoying food. Of course, maybe somebody inspired us. You know, maybe maybe somebody inspired you, Chris. And you're like, this is why I want to become a chef, and. You know, and then we could just, we're going to talk about all the tribulations, the good and the bad. Yep. During this whole podcast. And, and especially how, like, like to answer your question, why did you become a chef? Because I love to cook. Yeah. And then it's like, I still ask myself that question because I cook right. very little. I've cooked very little. Isn't that crazy? It's like you like reach the, this level. Yeah. And then you realize it's more about, I would say it's more about being a fireman just putting out <laughs> fires left and right every day than it is you know yep. but but any see any anybody in any business will tell you like most of the time it's about managing people or managing personalities yeah. or problem solving which sure. is obviously a big thing in a, in a kitchen huge or a, thing i mean every day it's like uh what i was talking about earlier before we started this was like you shake an eight ball yeah. And whatever pops up, it's like the the issue of the day, totally <laughs> yeah. out of your control. You know, you somebody, there's a call out or, you know, something happens. Somebody's, you know, sick, can't make it. Or then you have the refrigeration, the, the refrigeration or the, oh, hey, guys, the Wicked Witch of the West is coming in today. <laughs> you know, to sit down and eat. And we're like, I'm not taking that table. Because Chris and I, we're, we're chefs. We've been doing it for our whole professional lives. And, um, you know, I've done some bartending, some front of the house serving, and it's, it's, we want to hear it from front of the house and back of the house. Oh yeah. Everyone's got their stories. You know, we've, we've even dealt with some, probably some pretty, pretty rough customers. Oh, absolutely. I, we dealt with a customer last week. We work for a fortune 500. Sure. 
leader of the industry that oh wonderful we're, we're having <laughs> a lot of success with our clientele sure we went out and did the right thing with instead of throwing throwing out the food sure we brought it to directly to um a homeless guest yeah and he sent it back so he sent it back dude he like, sent what? it back so you know i don't i'm i'm a vegetarian um, I eat shrimp sometimes. And I'll yeah. eat shrimp sometimes. So next time you come, <laughs> bring some shrimp. So that that is, those are the, those are the kind of uh, people that you run into in this, in this uh, crazy industry. <clears throat> Dude, absolutely. And it's, you know what? And that's the great thing about it. It's we are addicted to chaos. Yes. I think that's why a driving factor in this industry, it's I couldn't sit in front of a computer. No. And stare at it all day clock in and out so i decided to enjoy myself at the same time punish myself right you know with that organized chaos or sometimes disorganized chaos well it's like it's hardening your mind right every day oh yeah absolutely every day you're not every story you tell like when you put a when you put a group of chefs together is like putting a group of like army vets together yeah everyone's got their own story we took this hill you know (laughs) It's there not it's not that everything was going right and we just shot them and they all they all went down. And happily ever after. Right. It's this tank battalion got taken out and then, you know, or yep. they missed their mark with their with their uh missile guide you yeah, know, yeah. missile guided ammunitions missed their mark and we had to, you know, just grin and bear it and run up the like those yep. are like the great war movies, right? Dude, absolutely. It's the same thing. I mean, plenty of Mother's Day is a great one. Oh yeah. Father's Day, Valentine's Day. It's like the, you just mark these famous battles on your calendar yes, and every year exactly. you have to relive them. Well, Mother's Day is like every it, it, it's oh. like D Day every day. Every day. It's just getting every ready. Day. You have a debrief with all your your kitchen crew. You know, and it's like, you know guys, you're going to lose some of them. Yep. You know, it's like, not all of us will see the other side of this, but I'm glad I could do it with you and do it together. And we're going to do our best. Right. <laughs> but and um, it, it, it's in the name of uh, the best people. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you want to you definitely want to take care of the mothers out there. Absolutely. Just like you wanted to kind of keep the world free from uh, oppression. Yep. That's what, on, that's what we do. Just in the kitchen side yeah. of things. But yeah, man, that's pretty cool. It's uh. We're going to have a bunch of different episodes, you know, and this, this is, you know, obviously it's our first and we just want to introduce ourselves. Uh, Chris, you want to, you want to just talk about what, what brought you in the industry or, sure. you know, and where you're from? Yeah. I, uh, I grew up in New Jersey and my, um, my first job was actually in, uh, a butcher shop slash market and it was kind of like. It was kind of just like thrown upon me. I was a dishwasher. I really was like, I'd, I'd come in after school. So like four o'clock. So this is high school? Yeah, this is high school. Dude, hell yeah. Come in, work from like four to 7.30 or four to eight. Okay. Take out the garbages, do the dishes, uh, clean bad. like a couple of, couple of things. And then it just sure. became like everything else. This guy quit. Hey, can you make a couple of... Um, like counter type countertop items sure so started like like what we would call pack uh grab and goes today yeah absolutely then all of a sudden it was like hey um can you come in early on the weekend and you know we'll pay mm-hmm. you whatever it was like a 
couple more cents. A couple more cents. Yeah, that's pretty much the standard. But um, yeah, I started. I started just working the counter there. Then I started butchering there, and then it just kind of grew a little bit from there. Um, after that, I started working at a legendary bar in my hometown. Dude, that's, and that's it, where right I, on. That's where like I really, like, I would say flourished with it. That uh, I you know really grabbed um, the bull by the horns of like expediting what they expected, but then like growing upon that sure. and making up my own dishes. Um, at this time, I was still going to college. Okay. But um, once I came back from college, I kept working there all throughout and started going to culinary school. That's wow. So you went to a traditional college first. Yeah. And well, junior college, junior, then college, right? And then culinary, and then culinary school. school. So now it's like culinary school. It's like, what made you decide, like, I got to get out of college? You know, is it that uh, the, the lifestyle of the it's like the culinary industry growing up for me at least was like sex, drugs, and rock and roll, right? Right, it was like amazing. It's like these chefs inspired me. I got to check this world out. Yeah, it was like that came a little bit later for me, sure. it just became. It, it was easy. It was, <clears throat> I'm going to have to find what I'm good at and right. all throughout yeah. like doing like the school bullshit that I'm not really No, zero feeling. enjoyment. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what am I? Yeah. Yeah. Or I already know how to do this. I'm art. I'm getting substantially better like week by week, month by month. Sure. Why don't I just lean in and actually take this as a profession and I had I had a couple of uh, people along the way that were like, "Hey, look, you know, like you sh- you should probably go go down this road because if you're you know if you're this good and it's only been two years or three years or however mm-hmm. ma- however it's been going, however many years you've been doing it, like you can you can you know continue to can flourish." Sure? So I went to. Uh, French culinary, which isn't there anymore. And then... Um, French culinary in Manhattan? Yep. That's interesting. Really? The school's not there? No. Yeah, they I've... got shut down after COVID. Wow. Yeah, I remember actually dining in that school. I know they yeah. had the restaurant in there. And yeah. I showed up with one of my buddies who was going to go to that school. And they're like, here's dinner on us. Yeah. Dude, you know the funny That's story? That's how they got you in. Dude, funny thing, man. They're, this is... Before I really knew anything, they we sit down, they serve us pate. It was yeah. like a liver liver pate, yeah. you know. And we're like, oh, this is so exciting. And there was like this this yellow uh, quenelle. It's like this yellow, you know, a spoonful of like this yellow thing on the side of the plate. <laughs> and I'm looking at it. I'm going, what the hell is that? It looked like it looked like little tiny uh, pearls, you know, sure. like, you know, little tiny pearls or whatever. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. What is this? Him and I would take a spoonful of it. It's friggin' mustard, pickled yep. mustard. Yeah, <laughs> you know, pickled mustard. That whole like, French grain mustard. Dude, it was. Yeah, that was my, that was my experience <laughs> yeah. sitting down. I'm like, dude, what the hell am I doing? That so that school, it was good. It was definitely good, but it's kind of like looking back on it. When people people now will be like, oh, you know, what do you recommend? Don't go to culinary school. Right. Do not, because realistically. Like, and I don't even feel bad saying this. Sure. That place is taking your, t- at the time, it came a lot. It was a lot more after I left. They're expensive. Culinary schools like, are not cheap. You're paying them $27,000 a year yeah. 
Yep. To work there. And then they're yep. selling out the front door. So like that, yep. that whole model where <clears throat> was the best thing that came about that was you have to go do your externship. Mm -hmm. You do meet a lot of people. You, you are meet meeting chefs and you're getting immersed in the industry and you do meet great people while you're there. But I did my internship on the first night that place offered me full-time job. So, oh, wow. This was in the middle of, I guess, your course? Or yeah, curriculum? it was like on level. So, like, basically, what's your junior year? Sure. So, it's like level three. Gotcha. And uh, I started working there. Mm -hmm. They were the, that was the uh, second restaurant in a group of three that they had. And during my time there, it went from being three restaurants to 11 in, like, a five-year window. Holy shit. So, they grew... That's insane. Incredibly. And, you know, same yeah. kind of thing. When there was three restaurants, everybody was a monster. Everybody on each station each night mm -hmm. was just like, you know, foaming at the mouth to like do a great <laughs> job. What do you and then as they grew, it just became like what we now know is like, yep. it's fucking burnout. It's, yeah. it's, you know. That's very easy. Yeah. Happen. Very easy. Because you just need that many people. Sure. You know, and what, what, what people don't understand, you know, this probably goes on in a lot of industries that, um, like, you'll have an HR department, right? Yeah, absolutely. But what yeah. we start, we got to the point where we were having to just find people who could make really good fake IDs, right? Yes. And just start, like, Caesar the... Caesar, the, 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 the AM prep guy, right? His paperwork's not going to be good in three weeks. What are we going to do? Well, we're going to do something because we don't care what corporate's saying. We're going to come down and like w this place yep. is being held together by this $13 an hour, you know, guy. Dude, absolutely. We can't lose him. And so. this is when you were in a leadership role yeah. in the restaurant and it's like, okay, we got to hold this thing together. And we, the industry is such a mix of people. Such a mix of people. Where you have, um, it's it's one of the best things, but one of the worst things too. You know, you have a sixteen-year-old kid who's hungry and great and um, doing a fantastic job. He's also, rightfully so, got the mind of a sixteen-year-old kid. Right. Yeah. Working with a forty-five-year-old man. Right. Who takes no shit. Who takes no right? shit. Who's who was born and raised in like Belarus. Sure. Right? Doesn't understand that this 16-year-old kid, you can't you can't hit him. Yeah, well exactly. Some people maybe this guy growing up is like, well, our 16-year-olds were lethal. Right. You know. Right, like like oh no, I raised my kids. I smacked them in the head when they did good. Like like those are the yeah. those are the those are the kind of personalities that, you know, not no one else, right? Sure. is training to do this professionally. Right. You get a lot of like that mixed bag of, you know, people who do a lot of drugs, people who drink a lot, people who, <clears throat> people who couldn't get hired right. doing other things. Kind of, we get like the misfit island. You feel like we're like the come one, come all, come as you are church. Yeah, because of we, the industry, professional industry. Because what do we need more <laughs> than anything else? We need hands. Hands, yeah. Absolutely. People willing to show up. That's pretty wild. So it's like, this is your experience from starting out in high school, working, and then you're graduating culinary school. 
you get into a, a management level position in the kitchen and this is like your exposure to this is what the industry is like yeah, the chaoticness of it all like, like yeah just you know learning like forget global events that you learn in uh your history books or whatever right it's hey that guy's from nicaragua yeah okay well he's only two people away from a guy from costa rica okay so yeah. what if you if if somebody isn't in between them they're gonna fucking stab each other you know that right Dude, no I, I don't know that well it's... read up on it because <laughs> it's gonna happen and guess what <laughs> they took out the garbage one night together yep. you know yep. and they started talking shit by the dumpster and guess what happened somebody got fucking hurt and their thumb like their meaty part of their thumb was sliced open oh and my like, god you know like those are the things that that they, corporate america don't yep they don't understand that you know and and you can't fire them <laughs> no you need them you need them so you figure it out through scheduling or through something right. else where it's like put up a barrier. Yeah, this is this is the world we live in now. Yep. But no, um, absolutely, man. Yeah, there's no. <laughs> that's what I, like, like uh, thinking about um, stories from our our past experiences and and talking about them, and then thinking about what people get offended by now. It's like, dude, it's not. It, it doesn't go work in a restaurant. Yeah, it doesn't equate like, like you guys, you guys either, you guys, it, it for us, we have to get it done at the end of the day. And nobody mm -hmm. cares. Nobody cares that we don't have five people working yep. tonight. There's 300 people that it's like, let's go in one hour. Let's go. And they're going to, they're going to rip you apart and, and tell you how much you suck. Right. If you don't get it done. And we got to hold hands and yeah. be like, let's go guys, girls, whatever. Like, here we go. We're about, we're going to about to get run through. I'm glad we could do it together. Right. And you laugh about it. Oh, it's absolutely. like, you're laughing about the suck that you're about to embrace. Well, like we're obviously we're going to share a lot of stories, but why don't you tell the people like what your, what your come up was? Sure. Um, this was actually very, um, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Uh, I cooked a lot with my grandma and my mother. My my mother's a Polish immigrant. And, I mean, she made some great food. But, you know, be, living in New York where I grew up in Queens, you know, Flushing represent. <laughs> yeah, um, they uh, she, would, she was working all the time, you know, and so was my father. So my brother and I had to, at first, you know, we, we, we had to find out. We had to make a food happen in the house. Sure. You know, and it was dino chicken nuggets with barbecue sauce. And oh, it was, of course. Oh, I ran out of barbecue sauce. I got mustard. I don't really like mustard. Okay. What can I mix? Right. With the mustard, man. <laughs> I started making concoctions. Some, usually it was good. Sometimes it was just like, all right, I got to eat. Mom's not coming home. Sometimes good. Sometimes shit. <laughs> sometimes shit. Yeah. Sometimes good. Sometimes shit. Um, yeah. So I uh, just... You know, having cooking with my my grandma a little bit as a kid, just making Thanksgiving dinner or helping with it or enjoying it with her, and you know, my mom cooking all the time. I, I would say, let me. I kind of started taking over making dinner okay. at the house, and I, that was, I guess, my interest in food. Sure. I made some wild stuff, man. I made uh, this was the best. I my grandma, she actually, I don't know, I I think she lied to me when she said she liked it. 
It was, <laughs> it, I made, it was like egg noodles. Sure. And I, I didn't have any white wine or anything like that. So I threw some butter in there and I threw red wine in there. <laughs> <laughs> so I, it was like this bowl of pink noodles. <laughs> it, dude, it was like, what is this? And I remember my dad there going, man, look at this. Look, look what you made. This is great. And I'm looking at my grandma to see her reaction. She was like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, this is interesting. So, was it like a loud family meal? Like, where no, you know how, like, when it's good now, you don't hear a word, you just people are eating, right? Yeah, it was just like a full conversation. Dude, it was like, yeah, it was just like the talking didn't stop. And I'm like, all right, but then it was like, all right, in, in, in high, so now I'm growing up and getting into high school, um, still didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I, I had these thoughts of becoming a, a fireman, I wanted to become a cop in New York, you know, sure. and then it was. I had this, oh, maybe I want to go to culinary school. And both of my parents pushed me to the culinary aspect, you know, okay. become a chef. Um, and I'm like, that's super, super interesting. And um, I went to uh, Culinary of America in Hyde Park, New York. And one of the prerequisites was I had to work in a restaurant. I, I, I think if it was like for three months or something. Sure. Before they would even accept, uh, look at my application. So I ended up working for this Italian joint. Um, what was it? College Point in uh, Queens. And it was just, there was my exposure to the madness. Yeah. You know, it was, oh, you know, my uncle played uh, hockey with one of the owners. And he's like, hey, this is my, you know, this is my nephew, you know, you know, he needs a job. You got a job for him? The guy's like, yeah, come on in. So starting yeah, off. your head in real quick. Yeah, yeah. high school, uh, 625 an hour, yep. off the books. It was like, I was working a, like a salad station. And I, I was a kid compared to all the guys that were there they were in their you know 40s you know it was it, all different it was i mean mexican guys cuban guys ecuadorian guys from honduras it was like this mix and they're looking at me and dude the coin the term immediately gringo yeah it was like hey gringo what's up buddy you know hey, what i'm like gringo. yeah yeah yep yeah. you know and it, it was pretty it was pretty freaking awesome just i never made the pizzas or anything like that because i was just like doing salads getting my ass kicked it was get out of school i had the this was the best year of school i ever had in terms of how short it was mm -hmm. it was from 8 to 12 so 8 a.m to 12 noon i got out and then from 2 to 10 i was in the working in the restaurant okay and this this is was this was like a seven day a week thing there was no days off anymore those disappeared oh yeah you know they disappeared when you get in the industry it was yeah no school saturday sunday but guess what it was working doubles yeah and i was like man I'm making money. I get my first check. It was like $200. You know, I worked all week long. I'm like, man, this is great. You know, I got guys offering me beers. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a man shit. now. You know, the chef's like, here, you know, hey, Paul, you want a beer? This guy was great. He was a, a Guyanese chef making some of the amazing Italian food. It was so <laughs> funny, you know. But he was like, here's a Corona, and I'm drinking it. And I'm like, oh, this is great. I usually drink. And he's like, no. I'm like, no, nah, you know, I can't, I don't really, I, I can't buy beer. And he's like, you can't buy beer. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm 17. He's like, holy shit. Oh, like I saw the look in his eyes. Like, dude, don't tell nobody. <laughs> you know, and it was like, man, this is great. I, I started to enjoy it. It was exciting, you know. It was, of course. You know, and so then getting to culinary school, uh, I went on an uh, externship or internship, whatever you want to call them. It was, um, it was to a state, a chain steakhouse. And in a way, I regret it because it kind of like it was no, there was no creativity. Like right. you go from culinary school, you're making all this awesome food and, you know, you're scratch cooking. Yeah, scratch and cooking and you go to the corporate setting. And I, I guess that introduced me to that corporate setting of like a lot of pages of pre-written recipes, yep. 
a lot of, hey, this is the order and comes in, it comes in all the time. This is always going to be the same. You need to do this. I met some amazing people. That was the best part of the whole thing. Right. Uh, you know, there was the, the head kitchen manager over there, awesome guy. Every week I had to have like homework, bring it to him and read it, you know, mark off that I did it. I had some, I met some awesome prep guys. We were, we were having a blast, dude. Um, yeah, so that, that, that said, okay, you know, introduced me to a new kind of food, went back, graduated culinary school and I got out and it was almost like, I didn't know where to go. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, what do I, all right, I'm going to start working in restaurants now. And I have a, you know, it was associate's degree in culinary arts. And I'm like, okay, where am I going to bring this thing? Um, I'm trying to think, where did I end up going? I went to this a restaurant in uh, in Bayside, Queens. It was like a uh, another chain restaurant, and I, I start there. And it's at this time, I think it was like fourteen dollars an hour. Yeah, well, that's, like, that's like, you know, it was like fourteen dollars an hour, or maybe it was less, maybe it was twelve dollars an hour. But it was like right out of culinary school with a degree, and I'm making twelve dollars an hour going. I mean, I'm like, all right, I don't know any better. Of course, my parents were like, what? You're making $12 an hour? You just graduated this culinary school, and how much student loans do you have? Yeah, how much do you have to pay back? Already? Yeah, how much you got to pay back? And I'm like, okay, it's a start. Maybe I got to work my way up kind of thing. You know, worked at that restaurant. It was, it was. I got to, got to do some cool restaurant openings. Mm. And that was a great thing about corporate. It's like, I was able to go, they'd fly me out to Florida, do a restaurant opening. Do like a, a food show within the within the comp uh, within the business, you know, with different re- you know, uh, it was these two other guys from Hawaii that came that also worked in the same concept, and we did like right. a, a food showdown kind of thing, you know, Universal Studios Islands of Adventure for the day, like thanks, great, you know, you know, great experience. I'm sure, this is so friggin' cool, and uh, I guess for, I guess from then on, I ended up sticking a. Corporate restaurants, you know, I went to a couple smaller ones in Manhattan and it was, I guess it was, you know, I loved food and like I was knew I was doing a good job but something felt dark about it. Yep. You know, like, I don't want like, not so much soul sucking, but the grind was real. I've never seen so many adults cry. Right. It was so friggin' weird. Well, cause it's like, <clears throat> there's no... There's no automation for this. There's no, no. there's no yeah. like next level. The stress level is through the roof. Right. People getting screamed at left and right. And I'm this new guy trying not to get hit with one of these bullets. Or too upset. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, oh, God, you know, let me. All right. Like, this is going down. Like, it's like getting yelled at when you kid. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. Yeah. <laughs> and and they're also they're also going through it, you know, like, like we've discussed. Mm-hmm. Where this is always what, you know, th- those people that are like. In their late 30s or early 40s that have been doing it now for their whole life it's like that's yeah. all they know that it's never gonna get to the next yeah like there's no there's no next level when you're young you're in your 20s worry about right when like, you're in your 20s you were just like gung-ho let's let's do this yeah like let's More go people uh, yeah you're like whatever man let's just let's go let's go let's go you know let's bang this dinner out let's do this and i mean that like you said the burnout is real Oh, it happens. That's why I'm. A, that's why I'm a private chef now, trying to do some. You know, get. I got away from working in behind the right. line on Expo. It's like there's only so much you could screen. There's only so much I could deal with callouts. Right. There's only. It's just when and they say you can't take the heat out of the kitchen. Well, like okay, well that uh, that also means just doesn't take a beating with right. no uh, vision of what you want to do. And like what being 
being a, a chef in a restaurant, right? You, you're constantly evolving and moving up. And right. Once absolutely. you get to that spot and you realize that it's either taking on close to like close to like a million dollars in debt to open up your own spot and to to jump from executive chef to owner is so unbelievably like you're putting skin in the game real big time at this point where you know how hard it is just to make it sure if the place actually makes it that you kind of you know like Definitely. it's not worth it and that that that's like a hard realization for a lot of people i think like i think about uh paul and myself kind of uh moved towards the catering world um to get out not only from the the stress level of running restaurants but also just that pit that toxic yeah. pit that you're in you're you're it really can be absolutely and it's you're working late when Late. you get out, yep. there's everybody's got lives. I mean, there's yeah. things that can, you, you, it's 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 easier said than done. But it's like take your personal life and leave it at the door, because you're about to come into your second home with a ton of other personalities and everyone's got their own issues. And it, I mean, unfortunately, it can be very volatile. Very, very, and it's like okay, we gotta. That's why mental focus has. To, you have to be so. All right, I'm gonna go in there. It's gonna be a great day. I used to psych myself up on the train going into Manhattan, thinking, "All right, that's gonna be a great day. I'm gonna kick ass today. I'm gonna get in there." And then you leave going, "That wasn't. That still sucked, but it wasn't. Wasn't as bad. It wasn't as bad because I went in there with that mindset of like, "All right, here we go, man." <laughs> my know? first, my first sous chef, like when I was coming, when I was a cook, the first sous chef. I'm still friends with him. But he said something on like, like the third hour of meeting him, and that's pretty specific. It must have. Yeah, <laughs> it always has stuck with me. Where he's like, "No, no, 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 we're not bad people. I mean, we're gonna completely try to fucking ruin your life and make you cry every hour of every day. But like, <laughs> when you're on the verge of killing yourself, we'll pull the knife away. And I swear to God, <laughs> what the? Fuck? It it's so represents like the way he was too right in that in that setting of like you just go you go until you can't go anymore and you and when you want to push back or make it about yourself or like hey i'm having a hard time with this fuck you go fucking even harder and yep that that kind of mentality is it's almost like you look at the like, I would compare it to the NFL, right? Yeah. The NFL had all these guys come in with brain trauma and, and, and CT, sure. CTE and depression. And sure. now it's suicides. It's not just overdosing on the, on the pain medication. It's, oh, yeah, it's suicides, everything else. And There's a lot of things makes sense, sure. And that whole industry, right, is now, like, coming to the realization – that hey we got to do something even though they like pr it they say no you know we're doing helmet technology we're doing this we're doing that you know you were you you were playing on fucking astroturf with cement underneath and guys literally trying to murder each other yes so there's only one there's only one way to play in the nfl yeah right these are the best of the best 
athletes. That's why they're there, yeah. Fucking gladiators of our time, right? They have to play at 100 miles an hour. Sure. Now that they have, like, these little rules, the, the quality of the games yeah. a lot of people complain about, like, right. the different penalties, or they say, like, people get hurt in other ways because, like, the knees and ankles are yep. totally exposed. and Or you can't tackle below the waist. You go for the knees. Right. And you listen, you, know. you listen to the Hall of Famers and, like, the greats, and they're like, look, this is, this is fucked up. There's one way to play football. And you know what? It's why you like it, too. Right. It's not... It's not for everybody. And Dude, it, absolutely. It's, it's the same thing now, I think, in the, the culinary world where, you know, people are like, what do you mean you work more than 40 hours? It's like, motherfucker, we start at 40 <laughs> We start at 40 hours. hours. Like, shut Dude, up. Shut yeah. the fuck up. <laughs> it's sometimes it's 100, yeah, 119 hours. Yeah, absolutely. I saw a 55-year-old man with, with kids yeah. work 119 hours. And the owner of the company sit there and go, you know what? We need more people like him. It's like, what? Bro, no, no, no. What? Bad no, father? No, no. Like, he did this because it was an opening and whatever. Right, exactly. And that's, but it's like, I, that's like, you want to you wanna fucking push people to do that all the time. Right. You're, you're a complete waste of life. And that, that's a, right, exactly. And that, that, that goes to the leadership. And it's being in the, in the industry, it's like, you got to pay attention. Yeah. You don't know where you're going to get. There's a lot of people that paint these pictures, and you're like, this is going to be great. And you're like, oh, my God. But it's also the public, too. Because yeah. then the public will turn around and say, you know, I've been coming here for 35 years, and you guys raised your prices by $1.50. Sure. Like, okay, do you go to the fucking gas station and say I've been coming <laughs> to this gas station for 35 years? You're right, when I came, like, it was fucking 75 cents dude, a gallon. You dumb fuck. Dude, yes. Shut your fucking mouth. If you don't want to come here, here's... And here, here's a real thing that right. you're going to hear us say a lot, and it's just true. The greatest complaint, the greatest way to complain is not to be a twat on Yelp, is not to be a fucking douchebag complaining to, this, to a waiter who right. is not really giving a fuck anyway about like your problems. Right. The greatest way to complain is to just never, ever, ever go back. That Absolutely. could be your complaint. Yeah. It's but a, yeah. you know what it really more is. It's the people who come out to complain. Yeah. It's the people who feel like <clears throat> they have some... Entitlement to... Entitlement. Yeah, they to, deserve this. To Yelp or to Facebook sure. or, to, or, to, or to, to review. It's like these self-made critics. Right. You know, and they're, they are going to give their two cents or their opinion on an issue that they feel like everybody else should know, like everybody else is going to listen. Right. You know, and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm sorry that, you know, uh, your appetizer was, you know, cold. Were, you know, we just hired somebody new. You know, we're coaching them. We apologize. And not only are you going to get a, another one, you're probably going to get something while you wait, or you get that appetizer. It's going to get taken off the bill. Right. We're going to try to remedy the situation, and then you still get people that are just a general pain in the ass. Yeah. You know, still, oh, this is what happened. Like, never mind that we try to solve the, you no. know, solve the issue. And 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 you could always tell too, like like something that we hope to accomplish with the with the show. Yeah, absolutely. Is to not so much educate but inform. And one thing that you and I both know that is just true about human nature is like complain enough and you'll get it for free. Right. <laughs> and I think too many people 
look at food and they sit there and think like, well, this is how I do it. So, um, when I come to your place and you don't make the ragu, ragu like yeah, Nona, chicken parm or, or right, then, you know, this is the way I grew up with it. Sure. Well, that's great. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. And you, we, we hear you, but, but this is the way we're doing it right. because we need to hit, right. you know, we need to, it's almost like being not, not like, uh, in baseball, like we need to do the opposite. We need mm-hmm. 75% of the people to come here yep. to leave here wanting to come back. Absolutely. If you fit in that 25%, that's like, eh, but okay. <laughs> Don't cut, open your own restaurant. Yeah. And, and there's a reason too, like, like perfect, perfect example is why the fuck would I go to your bar and pay? Well, this is, this is showing a little bit of my age when I bartended, <laughs> but it's like, why would I get a bottle of Bud for two seventy five when I could just buy a six pack for, yeah. s- for six bucks? You can still find that someplace. And take it home. Yeah. I do. I I think the same thing, man. So like, okay, if you feel that way, let me educate you. You could take that six pack and go the fuck home. Right. And be by yourself and piss in your own toilet. And if you miss, wipe it up yourself and do all that stuff. When when you're sitting here, right, that seat that you're sitting in, that pays the bills. Yeah. That pays the lights. That pays the rent. Sure. So what people don't understand is that a bar owner has to sit there and go, what do I have to make off of each square footage per hour? Right. Keep this place open. Yeah. Keep this place open. So there is a formula to that. And whether you watch, uh, you know, that silly uh, bar rescue show. Oh, John Tafford bar rescue. And that guy could go on TV. And oh, that's could, funny, man. <laughs> yeah, he's funny. <laughs> he's funny as hell. That's some entertaining but stuff. You know that like he's doing that to be a jerk, to be like yeah. the jerk on TV. But a lot of the stuff that he talks about on there, oh, like yeah. the formulas and the calculations, yep. a lot of that stuff is important because yep. that's where people fail. Like, yep, absolutely, hey, they lose, they lose it. Right. I'm a fun guy. I like going out. I'm gonna open a restaurant. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh man, I'm a I like guy that. who's done this for a long time. I know you will fail a hundred percent. Yeah. Depending on how much your bankroll is, either in six months, nine months, or twelve months, months. because that is a hundred percent the wrong attitude to have towards it. Right. Absolutely. And I think, yeah. And guys, we're gonna be—you'll hear Chris and I talking a lot about all of our different stories. You know, we want to hear your stories. Uh, we're gonna be mixing in some stuff and relating uh, food to music, the industry to sports, sure, uh, movies. Everyday, movies, everyday lives. You know, we're gonna. You know, we want to have fun doing this and, you know, we want to make sure you, the listeners, you know, you're having fun. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely reach out to us at, uh, PC chefs at gmail.com, Instagram, PC chefs, Facebook, PC chefs, Hell yeah! you know, and we really, we want to make an impact. We want to share stories. We want to, we want to get involved. We want to let, you know, as a listener, if you, you don't know anything about the food industry, you know, we hope you learn something from it. You know, maybe as, as a guest, ask a question. Sure. We'll give you behind the scenes, you know, like, okay, you know, and send your food back, you know, don't, nobody's going to do what they do in the movies, you know, right, right, this, right, right. <laughs> you know, it's uh, what's, what's that movie? 
waiting. That's not exactly a hundred percent true, even though a lot well, of in it a kind place of is. like that, it might be. I mean, if yeah, you go that's to, true. That that is basically. I don't even know if that they're <laughs> around pretty... anymore, but it's basically like Bennigan's. Bennigan's. Remember Bennigan's? Bennigan's and Whole Hands, I think, too. Or yeah, Bennigan's. Like yeah. But if you go to a place where, like, for instance, if you go to a place where they're they're looking at $75 and up per person, that kind of bullshit, that's not going no. on. No, even if, if you get to go to a place where the people are passionate about the food and they care, Absolutely. You're, you know, you. You know, you don't. You walk in some place where everybody's grumpy, and it's like, you know what? Do yourself a favor and leave. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. If you it, and it, it's like, it's little little things that you'll you'll learn along the way. But sure. Especially like like I'm, I have kids, so when I go out to eat, when my wife and I go out to eat with our kids, they dictate a lot of where we're going. Sure. We're not gonna go bring them to some place that you know. Dude, that's it's fine dining because do, do they have chicken fingers? No. And <laughs> I know, like, I, I know was, some adults that eat chicken fingers. I'll do it, I mean, I eat them too, but like they, everywhere they go, we're going to some nice fancy restaurant and looking through the menu and you can't find anything. It's like, yeah, I was just hoping they had some type of chicken fingers. <laughs> <laughs> and it's mozzarella like sticks. mozzarella sticks. I'm like, bro, this ain't the pub. Right. All right. You know, we're in Vegas right now. Are you kidding me? Right. You know, or something like that. But like, when you walk in, also like know know the room. Yeah, it's almost like a comic. Like, you know, maybe you shouldn't be cursing at a nursing home. Well, you know, when you when you walk <laughs> ah, into a restaurant, maybe. you should be sitting there like, ah, all right, um, this place fish special. They probably haven't had you know ordered fish maybe two months ago. Let me stick with yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know a quesadilla and a, yeah. and a. You'll hear a lot of recommendations from us guys. You know, it's it's definitely awesome and um, yeah. Let's look. Let's look for you know. Look forward to the next episode. You know it's gonna be freaking awesome. This is uh, super exciting, and um, yeah, Chris. I mean, uh, let's. I'm thanks for sitting in, man, and be able to do this. Absolutely. You know, if this is uh, this is definitely something that uh, Paul and I have been talk have been talking about, and you'll hear us talk about uh, a different program that um, Paul introduced to me that seventy five hard the seventy five oh, yeah. hard, but it's more about not um, being men of being men of uh, action on our word and not Absolutely. just talking. This is going to be a lot of shit talking, which is cool. <laughs> We're going to have in there. It's not going to be but boring. We promise. <laughs> but the the shit talking that we've done for like the past couple of months of, you know what we should do? We should do a podcast because <laughs> when we're prepping together, these are the funniest conversations and oh yeah, people that are. Are around us are like yeah you guys should do that you oh, guys yeah. should do that and instead of just sitting around being like yeah you know that 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 probably ah that probably <laughs> wouldn't work who knows it might fucking work so if you guys enjoy it let us know if you don't enjoy it but want to get uh want to hear us even um annoy you or do whatever then definitely keep listening keep listening and, if you like it or not right yeah, leave <laughs> and uh um we definitely want to send a special shout out to uh, BT for um, some oh, yeah. some good insider information and uh, giving us some guidance. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's a um, it's an exciting thing that we're doing, and uh, we we look forward to getting better week to week. Absolutely, and we look forward to um, connecting with a lot 
a lot of like-minded people like we are we're we're guys who we have a lot of fun we enjoy what we do um it's not always perfect but uh we like to make fun and uh turn around those turn around the Nutramaxes into <laughs> the, dark, the dark times <laughs> the positive fruitful relationships yes, <laughs> the successful we we have a goal we'll say it on day one that's it we want to this podcast to turn around into the most positive thing to sit there and go can you imagine that fucking Nutramax <laughs> led to this awesome successful yeah. fun you know, endeavor that we're endeavor on. that we're on, and it absolutely so. Uh, your brother, come with us and be a part of that. Hell yeah! Thanks for listening in, guys. Yeah, see it, dude.